Jason, are you ready? The unscripted loose cannon of commentary. I have everybody's attention now. And now, live from the ATV studio in Milton, Massachusetts, this is the After the Bell podcast with Bill Neville, Lee Morgan, and Corey Ponce. Welcome, everybody, to the first ever After the Bell live post-pay-per-view show. Is that what you want to call it? After the bell, after hell, in a cell. But I guess we have to change it every every month, though. This is true. I gotta get the, uh, Andrew Kaiser to do another voiceover. For <laughs> yeah, us. just do every pay per view you can, Kaiser. So you're on the payroll for. Uh, in this in studio right now is obviously myself, and we got Corey here to my left. But across from Corey is our special guest for this evening, Lindsay. How you doing, Lindsay? Wonderful, thank you. All right. Uh, and unfortunately, right now, we're missing Lee. Uh, she got out of work late. I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, she's MIA. We're hoping to have her call in at some point. Uh, hopefully, she'll uh, she'll join us before the end of the show. We're going to keep this one short and sweet for you guys, 30 to 45 minutes like we were discussing, uh, just so you guys aren't up past midnight like every other show when you guys are listening to us yeah. live. I'm tired, yo. <laughs> Doing this all for you. You guys better appreciate this. Uh, let's see. Eric. Uh, Herbie Stimple says we couldn't hear the intro, and the other peeps' mics are not on. What are you talking about? Hello, everybody's mics are on. Herb? I can I can hear it. I'm not I'm I'm not sure what you're talking about. Anyway, we're recording, so if if it's not working, we will uh, have the uh, the podcast available for, on iTunes and Stitcher tomorrow morning. Uh, let's jump right into it here with Helena Cell. Uh, the first match was the two out of three falls with uh, Dolph Ziggler and Cesaro. Well, I think the first thing that needs to be said is great new hairstyle, Bill, as we were talking about for Cesaro, the straight, shaved head with the beard. A look used by most of the best-looking men in Hollywood and and beyond. And my second comment on that match is Cesaro's head vein was very frightening. Very, very (laughs) frightening. Yes, it was. Like I was saying uh, before we went on, I I love the, uh, the Bic and the beard. Yeah, I, lo- oh, I yeah. love the look. And and Lindsay was commenting. I'm, I'm sure Twitter could help us out here. Lindsay was commenting on the black towel and how long uh, Cesaro may have had that. I'm not really sure, but I do remember seeing it when we went to uh, WWE Live in September in Boston. But it may have not been too long before that when he started using it. Uh, did any did any of you guys uh, see a sweep coming in this match? No, I certainly didn't. Lindsay's, I mean, Lindsay's nodding Lindsay's her head. Nodding. Yes. Did you predict Ziggler 2-0? I, I think so. I I think that he, I don't know, I just had that feeling like going into this that and the way it was rolling out that he was he was going to get this. I wasn't surprised. I was a little bit surprised, to be honest. Like usually you see, you know, what's the point of a two out of three falls match if you're not going to see all three falls? But, you know, I think it worked the way they were doing it. That one spot they had where they were just kept exchanging pins and pins and pins and pins was really cool. I liked that a lot. I think we fin- figured out the problem. I forgot to um, set the right microphone for Ustream. So it was just picking up my computer mics. Not 
<laughs> I always press things that don't, don't even work, but what I was trying to do was try to get this. Uh, Corey just messing with the soundboard once again, pressing the what button. Yeah, you know, it must have been me to turn the mics off, so <laughs> my apologies to uh, Mr. Stemple. <laughs> no, I, I, it, was, uh, it was feeding through the mic in front of my computer here, so it was picking her up in a distance, you up in a distance, but it oh. wasn't our actual mics. But it's fixed. And oh, he says, right. now I can hear Corey. So that's nah, a good thing. That's all, all that, that matters. matters. That's yes. literally all that matters. Right, Lindsay? All that matters. <laughs> um. All right, so I took a couple of notes during this match. Uh, what did you think of Ziggler's first fall in that match, that surprise roll-up out of nowhere that kind of seemed delayed and and just it, w- it wasn't really expected? Mm, I don't know. It was. I guess it was okay. I'm not uh, – I'm, I'm so 50-50 on roll-ups sometimes, and, like, they're cool, if, you know, if they're using the right spot, and sometimes I think they don't work uh, particularly well. I mean the way the mat, the flow of the match was going, it's kind of catch as catch can. So I guess in that respect, um, yeah, I think it was okay. But I don't know. What do you think, Bill or Lindsay? It's on. I'm watching it again. <laughs> uh, the, it, it's up uh, right behind Corey's uh, Cesaro haircut. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ziggler and, and Cesaro, Cesaro going body too, guys. <laughs> um, I I didn't like it uh, mainly because you never see somebody reverse a pin into a pin and actually get a three count. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, especially with those two guys. And, and it was kind of a delayed count where Dolph kind of rolled over him and then the referee had to move and get into position. So he was actually yeah. pinned for like six seconds. I wasn't a fan. Uh, couple of mo- a uh, couple of high spots in this match. Cesaro climbed the ropes carrying Ziggler. That was cool. Which was, that was really sweet. Um, and then that superplex that followed was ridiculous that was so cool. what did Ziggler do like jump off of him to like get to that maximum height when he when he was up there that was so cool I'm not even sure but he got the most air I've ever seen out of a super player. yeah and it was <laughs> he was only on the second row too right? right Cesaro when he did it so yeah and then uh Cesaro uh ended up kicking out of the famouser I love how they call it the famouser yeah, not anything too. else because he kind of does look like Billy Gunn so many asses so little time <laughs> Uh, how'd the old song go? I mean, I, I know most of the lyrics. I mean, so many asses, so little time. A little tight one will stop you on the dime. I'm a lover of every kind. The best surprises always sneak them from behind. I'm an ass man. Yeah. Then the the bridge was uh, buns of glory, buns of steel. My eyes will give away the truth of how I feel. You walk behind me, you feel the heat. That's why the girls all walk behind me down the street. What was the part at the beginning, right after the... the and then it was. Uh, I love oh, to I, love him. I love to love him. I love to kick him. I love to shove him. I love to stick him. I love to float him. I love to watch him. I love to pick him, and I'm gonna kick him. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean it's an important I, thing to remember. Obviously, I think we need to have uh, Corey theme song karaoke every week. That would be. Awesome. I would love that, and I'll, I'll find uh, or at least play the track lightly underneath your singing, which would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean I can even give you a preview for next week. Oh, Flash, you are so funky. <laughs> it's Flash Funk. <laughs> or as Tony Atlas would say. <laughs> <laughs> I will never yes. get, that will never get old. Uh, so, so Dolph Ziggler ended up winning the first two falls. Um, a surprising sweep in my eyes, not in Lindsay's. But uh, I just, I don't know. I've kind of, 
the way everything was rolling out, I just felt like it was I was ready for it. But how how often do you see somebody sweep a two out of three falls match in WWE? I'd say maybe ten percent of the time. If that. I can't even remember any example, can you? Uh, what, there was one recently. I think it involved Orton, didn't it? Orton was it, was it Cena Orton? I'm not sure. Maybe. Twitter, help us out. Do you think they did it on purpose? I think... Uh, like, to start something for the future? Possibly, yeah. I mean, I think I heard something that Cesaro said something on uh, some media outlet yeah, and some interview. Definitely a doghouse move for someone to lose two straight like that. So, yeah. And then you I, could I, be on something. I feel like I could be on something with the, the finish of Randy Orton John Cena tonight, too, where... Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Randy Orton on his Twitter the other day retweeted somebody <laughs> I did see that. and said uh, somebody tweeted at him and said, uh, when, is, when is there going to be uh, more Randy Orton merchandise available? And he retweeted it and said, when there stops being so much Cena merch. <laughs> so, oh, Randall, you, you never mess with the golden boy <laughs> or you're going to lose. End of story. Yeah. As he did tonight. Creative take notes. Segway or no? Or do you want to go somewhere else first? <laughs> uh, let's, let's go in order the card. Uh, we got Cesaro Ziggler first. We obviously, uh, Ziggler retained his Intercontinental Championship, but let's move on to Brie Bella and Nikki Bella. Uh, not too much to talk about here. Uh, what a waste of a shake. My Right? That was a delicious shake. What did yeah. it have? Five bananas, four blueberries. Strawberries. Three strawberries. Yeah. Well, I don't know what four blueberries is going to do. Yeah, but. I don't know. Uh, antioxidants, maybe. I wonder if uh, Nikki's just gonna make Brie get all like super hormoned food and fruits for her just oh. to make her suffer. <laughs> the in the first that first backstage segment with the with her dumping the shake over is just the beginning of just awful backstage segments uh, to come. Yeah. Mm. Um, match was I don't know. I thought the match wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And then once I found out that Nikki's finisher is called the Rack Attack, <laughs> that really brought it to the next level for me. That is great. Uh, my first note I have here on that match was there was JBL chance. And that usually that explains it. Yeah. Although I did like the yes chant. Although what is up with Breeze, her yes posture, I guess you could say. She does she's the whole like knee a, thing. She's like too. gorilla. She's like a yeah, bench press. Like, ooh, ooh. So weird. I... <laughs> Just me? No, I think, I don't know. I think, well, Debray always goes, I don't know. Like, does a little dip. He doesn't just stand there. But I feel like Brie's, like, bending over when she's dipping, whereas Daniel's just squatting up. Brie is, like, doing something weird. I don't know. I think she just had a running start and was really into it. I'm going to stick up for my girl. I love her. (laughs) You love her now? I've always liked Brie. One, uh, one Brie uh, mode. <laughs> you you stole my thunder right there. <laughs> oh, do you I have said, her music, said, Andy? Brie, right there. It says Brie Bella's music. Brie mode. <laughs> <laughs> With the auto tune, <laughs> Vince. Come on, man. When was auto tune last popular? Like oh seven. Uh, Vince is here. T Pain song. I need that auto tune now. Damn it, <laughs> Brie. <laughs> Um, my other note that I have here was that, uh, I forget who it was, but somebody on the announce team called it the ultimate sibling rivalry. <laughs> yeah. No. It's no. not a slap in the face of the hearts or the hardies or, or, or any of those guys, is it? Yeah. For, I mean, was there other divas that were siblings? I can't think I, I don't of think any. so. I think they're not the that only I know one. I think it is the best siblings divas rivalry ever, I mean, it, it but might be the, the only fact one. that it's the only one. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, they were saying a lot of stupid things. Uh, there was something JBL was saying that. I, I think I tweeted it. I'm not sure. Let me go to the record. Yeah. But it doesn't have anything to do with the Bria and uh, gotcha. Nikki match, if I recall. All right, well, then we'll move on to our next match, who is the Usos uh, versus Gold Dust and Stardust. Like I said, I refuse to call him Gold. It's uh, Gold Dust. It's Usos versus Gold Dust and Stardust for the Tag Team Championships, and I'm loving Stardust's new ring gear. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Lindsay's a big fan of uh, Stardust slash Cody Rhodes. There is no, there him. is nothing better in WWE right now than Stardust. I whenever I saw him, what what was it at the beginning of the summer that we we went to? And you're like, look who, guess who that, that is? Money in the bank. Money, money in the yeah, bank. money in the bank. That just made my whole night when he came out. It, he has just embraced that character more and the, than his movement when he first comes yeah. out. I love when he, he he like tiptoes backwards out of the uh, out of the entranceway to come yeah. <laughs> come up behind Gold Dust against the wall. Yes, it's so yeah, good. He goes up and feels on the the Titan Tron, or whatever thing's called. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I don't have too many notes from this match. Just besides Stardust's new ring gear, the Usos are very predictable. Yeah, I mean, I like them, but. They're not bringing anything really new to the table, though. Tonight, they didn't wear shirts, which I liked. But they were wearing it's, all Susan G. Komen pink stuff. Yeah. Which, as I tweeted, is an uh, indication that they're looking to Samoan spike breast cancer <laughs> out of this world. Well played. I like that. Yeah, I think I got one favorite. So, <laughs> yeah, people are out there liking it. You've really made it in this world. Yeah. No, I know I have. <laughs> you can retire right now. You could. <laughs> Sitting on that stack of dough. Yeah, the stack of favorites. All that Twitter money. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I love the finish, though. I love the uh, the secret leg kick from Stardust taking out uh, one of the Usos. That yeah. It's completely missed by the referee, and then Goldust got the cover for the win. Yeah, and I like the way Goldust covered him, too. He was like, one, two, three. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> so at, at this point, I was 3-0. and I don't know. I forget what uh, what predictions you had from our last show. Uh, I was absent. Oh, that's right. You were. I forgot. I forgot Just like weren't there. tonight. Mm. We gotta get the the crew back together, all three of Agreed. us at some point. Yeah. Uh, up next on the card was the first Hell in a Cell match, and we had a big argument. In a, well, not an argument, but a uh, a back and forth on our last show with the New Age Insiders, uh, saying that I mean, I was saying that the the two Hell in a Cell matches would not be back to back, and I would and I turned out to be right. Uh, John Cena and Randy Orton were first. Um. There was a lot of false finishes in this match. That's all their matches are, is finisher after finisher after finisher, two count every time. That's what they do. Like, they wrestle for a while, then it gets to that point, point. it's like, all right, start the finishers, and they just start doing them and doing them. Like, the, that crazy spot that when Orton reversed the AA, that was actually an RKO, like, which I didn't notice at first. Right. It was terrible camera work. But on once that. I saw him kick out, I should have been like, oh, he must have RKO'd him, because that's the only time he kicks out in these matches. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, they kicked out of two of each other's finishers. I think it was uh, two RKO's uh, and two AA's that each one of them kicked out of at some point. And then adding emphasis to it, Cena ended up winning with an AA through the table. Yeah. I mean, although the one I didn't like when King was like, it looks like he's trying to try to attitude adjust him onto those stairs. <laughs> I go, really? And is that the past participle or present? I don't know. Is that a- <laughs> You're the one I'm, that's still I'm, I'm in th- school I'm here. Thinking Spanish now, yeah. <laughs> um, I hated the fact that John Cena went over in this match. Uh, 
why do we need to see Brock Lesnar, John Cena three? Well, actually four, because they fought at Extreme Rules 2012. But why do we need to see three in a row when why put John Cena in that position to be the number one contender for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship when he just got his ass flat out kicked in the last two matches? No, because he almost won the last match. No, so that didn't. means he gets 29 rematches to see if he can win. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's Cena world for you. With Vince Logic. <laughs> Vince Logic. <laughs> I like that picture. Whoever keeps tweeting that out. I the, think it's Vince a new Vince the ECW championship with the, head, the bandana. <laughs> Uh, what were your thoughts on that on this match, uh, Lindsay? Um, so, I I guess I agree with what you guys are saying. Why does Cena need to move on and carry out what you guys just talked about? I'm but, I'm on board with you guys there. It's the merch. <laughs> I mean, Cena's never going to turn heel. Cena's never going to be but a wait, bad guy. Time out. It looked like he was heel tonight. Like the the black pants. Yeah, but he still wore the Susan Jacoman shirt. That's not a heel thing to do. Oh, this is- I don't know. Isn't Susan G. Komen kind of a heel company? What did, what were you guys saying last time about what was going on with Susan G. Komen? Uh, I don't they, know. They don't, they don't <laughs> donate everything thing? or something I know, like that? I have not followed up at all or researched that one bit. Oh, this okay. is all here so to say. Maybe it wasn't oh. you. No, I did say it. Oh, it was you. I'm still, I'm saying my accusations are still unfounded. I oh, haven't okay. researched, but that's what I've heard, which is as good as you know, gotcha. the law. Understandable. Well, John Cena ended up winning, and he will some sometime in the near future, maybe far future, will get a world championship match whenever Brock Lesnar decides to return. Is Cena going to get get to the sixteen time world champion though? Absolutely. You think so? Before he's I, done, I can't absolutely. See how he can't though? Yeah, you're right because I don't think there's any chance he's not. He doesn't, and he crushes Flair's record. He might even get to twenty by the time he's done. Yeah. I mean, you consider you've you've won fifteen world titles. That means you've lost fourteen times. Uh huh. He's going to win, he's going to lose. He's going to win, he's going to lose. And he's always going to be in the title picture. Whether he's in a title match or not, he's always considered to be a player in that picture. Right. He's he, Yeah, he's the Superman of WWE. And it's kind of a shame that he'll never turn heel because I've been going back and watching the old uh, Nitros, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners have, of when the NWO formed and when Hogan turned heel for the first time and watching it all develop. Really cool, really well-told story, but I'm not sure there's any way they can really do it with Cena right now. I don't know. So, who, Cena is going to go against Brock Lesnar. Eventually, mm-hmm. whenever Brock decides to come back and defend his title, which I'm still pissed about. Every week I yeah. say it, and I can't stand that the the fact that the the title is on Brock Lesnar. I love Brock Lesnar as a champion. I love him as a heel champion with Paul Heyman, but... I understand him not being on TV every week, but why is he not at least at the pay-per-views? I, I, whether he's in a match or not, at least be there. Yeah, I mean... You, you seem to forget about the champion. I think it was Jay Bell. I was like, and Brock Lesnar was watching this at home, wondering, there's no way he watched this tonight. <laughs> there is absolutely no way he watched it. No chance. He probably doesn't even have the WWE Network, even though it's for free. And I'm glad they at least put Paul Heyman on that, that discussion panel with, yeah. with Renee and Booker. And Riley, come on. And Riley, <laughs> Keep forgetting about A-Rai. <laughs> he finally found his, his little niche. Yeah, good for him. It certainly wasn't wrestling. Well, it certainly wasn't being Miz's bitch, too. <laughs> Sandow's got that role. Oh, my How God. How fantastic Perfect was segue. Sandow. He is unbelievable. He is the highlight of the show for me right now. <laughs> that uh, Those shenanigans with Seamus after the match. <laughs> the YMCA? I was pissing myself laughing. And Corey was banging stuff. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> 
just I mean everything he does the entrance I laugh every single time him getting like kicking out of things on, on the outside him <laughs> arguing with the ref that was three oh it's so funny I love when he pops his head up to see what's going on oh, so yeah, he can yeah, do it on this yeah. side yeah he is something else I think my favorite one uh, tonight was when uh, Seamus had Miz against the ropes do- ready to do the <laughs> ten punches and Sandow put his arms on the ropes and was going ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Uh, I wish you guys could see that, but you can't because this this is radio. But uh, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about if you guys watch the show tonight. But that's uh, every time Ms. Dow is out, and he even he even got chants. Like it wrote down here, it says Ms. Dow's awesome, and it was yeah. one of the loudest chants of the night, for that matter. Yeah, you're gonna wonder when um, that. But then it's like, do I even want that group to break up because they're so good together? But. I've loved Sandow ever since he debuted with his intellectual savior, the unwashed masses gimmick, and hopefully he can, you know, find a spot in the card again. And he was so good with that too. Just every little thing with the with the purple robe oh, and and, and coming out with a microphone, holding it like a wine glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his ridiculous thesaurus vocabulary. And uh, uh, yeah, his promo on DX was wicked funny. I don't even remember what he said, but I remember I, being really. I funny. vaguely remember that too. I might need to see if uh or find out what episode of raw that was on i need to go back and watch that yeah it was one of the anniversary ones right i think so like yeah thousand might have been the thousand actually you know what it was it was raw 1000 when all of dx was there including yeah. xbox yeah and xbox like slapping sand around after woo, woo, woo. that was a funny noise <laughs> <laughs> um anything else from that match i mean i got miz gets broad kicked but other than that i don't really have much for that match no. Just entertaining. Ms. Dow was just hands down the best part Ms. of that. Ms. Dow took over, yeah. That's the only thing people are going to remember. And Seamus with the new facial yeah, hair. Yeah, the chops. He's kind of going healy with the... Uh, I like it. With the facial hair. He's he's letting the, uh, the, uh, the mustache go down well below his chin now. It's interesting. Uh, moving on, we got Big Show and Rusev. Uh, I'm extremely tired of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when Henry came out, I was like, "Please go punch Big Show in the face or something." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's how many times is he gonna put the accolade on people until they pass out? How many times are we gonna have this stupid USA versus Russia thing? I, I just don't get how if you're American, you automatically become the fe- flag bearer of your country. I mean, Zack Ryder was was in this <laughs> position at one point, if you remember. This is true. And then we had Jack Swagger, we had Mark Henry, we had Big Show. Who else was in the position? Was there anybody else? Heath Slater. Heath, Heath Slater. Is he even American? Yeah, he's from West Virginia. Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I feel like he'd be a Canadian. He could be a Canadian. I could see him being from Canada. America's hat. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I got a lot of friends in Toronto. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, guys. I love you all. Uh, big show uh, with a couple of submission moves. I was, I was a little surprised at that. Yeah, what was JBL saying? Michael, he told me he's been working on this for a week. Like, oh shit, he's been working on a move for a week? He must be an expert. <laughs> and the fact that Big Show passed out and the referee rang the bell again, it just, it's getting so old. I mean, is it... Henry did it, Big Show did it. Are we, are we, are we trending towards a Rusev-Cena match? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's just smacks of... Well, well, Cena's in the title picture now, so that's going to have to wait a little while. Because he, yeah. he won the the number one contender match tonight. But who knows? Anyway, Big Show Rusev, boring. 
Mm. I wrote that in big letters. Boring. Boring, boring show. Uh, everyone was expecting a heel turn from Henry. And when it didn't happen, the creative team was laughing their ass off because they purposely sent Henry out there to get the internet going because that match was so boring and they wanted everybody yeah. to talk about it. It's thinking that Mark Henry was going to turn heel and then nothing happened and they're all sitting back laughing and we're all complaining about it. That's how it Sounds works. like a typical Sunday night for me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Moving on down the card, our second to last match, we had AJ and Paige. What was with the crickets in this match? You literally could hear nothing. I know. And I'm not sure if you guys were watching it in the car. or, or... We were, Yeah, we were trying to watch in the car, though. The big takeaway I had from the match was I thought Alicia Fox was really funny during this match. Yes. Smacking on the ring, and then I, she was in the ring screaming at AJ after the match was over. I forget what she said, but it was and she funny. was screaming at Paige. Screaming at Paige too. Yeah, wasn't she saying "I hate you"? Oh no, Paige was saying "I hate you." Yeah, yeah. So Paige hates her now. Yeah, they all hate each other. Girls. They're, they're besties, and then they talk each, behind each other's backs. And yeah, and it's total divas is ruining the divas division. Uh, not that that match didn't <laughs> but. Not to mention, they, uh, why is Total Divas on Sunday night? What were they thinking with that? Yeah. I. Uh, they know it's going to go once a month. It's going to go head to head with their pay-per-views and no one's going to watch it. Yeah. And I I'm keep every Sunday night I'm watching football. Then it's like you have two recordings and one's Walking Dead. I'm like, what the hell is it? Oh, my God. Total Divas. No. <laughs> Love it. No. <laughs> However, I have several clients that their their boyfriends will be watching WWE. And then the other room, they're watching Total Divas. Ugh. Uh, you should be me. I, I liked the first season. Yeah, me too. It was kind of cool seeing that backstage thing, where but now it's just it's so over the top and so planned and written. Yeah. And uh, please tell me that there's there's no way that that natty summer ray fight on the side of the road was actually legit. <laughs> no. And there just happened to be a camera there. Why? What is up with the the natty and TJ divorce angle on know. that show? I'm sick of that too. I hate that show. <laughs> I I've watched one episode this season. Haven't watched another one since. Yeah, it's been bad. Uh, the other notes I have here for AJ and Paige were um, pretty audibly on one of the camera microphones. You could hear somebody yelling, "Get some sunlight for once." I thought that was pretty funny. It's rude. <laughs> it's discriminatory. <laughs> um, another note I had was decent match. Dead silent crowd. Uh, Mankind and Wyatt sitting ringside. <laughs> and Paige taps out to the Black Widow. That's all I had for that one. I thought AJ was wearing an interesting shirt tonight, too. I liked her shirt. What did it say? I think it was just one of her shirts, but it was all cut up. Oh, like, oh cool. Like a gray rib cage. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. Well, that's it for the Divas match. Yeah. Poor, you know what? Poor pale girls. I love you, Paige. Yeah. Lindsay's you. a fair-skinned, red-headed woman. <laughs> For those who don't what were you gonna say? Uh, I don't know. I think I was gonna say a word that began with a G, but I decided not to. Ginger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ginger power. Hey, we we love gingers over here. Good. Uh, all right, moving on from the divas, we'll get, get to our final match, and we'll let you guys go to sleep because it's Sunday night. It's eleven thirty-eight p.m. Um, for those of you who are not listening. You're not really hearing this right now, but those of you who are not listening can download this episode on iTunes and Stitcher tomorrow morning on your way to work. Uh, hopefully, your commute is only 30 to 45 minutes. Mine tends to be longer, which 
sucks, but what can you do? Moving on to our main event, it was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell, and this match got underway. And Well, it didn't really technically get underway, but this segment got underway exactly how you would have planned it out. Right, Joey Mercury and uh, Jamie Noble taking center stage. Well, well, Ambrose channeling his inner Michonne and coming out with a with a shear, <laughs> yeah, uh, on his back. What turned out to be a kendo stick, but it looked like it was going to be a, a sword, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and climbing to the top of the cage and and tempting Rollins to come up and get him. And then, like you said, Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury were out there, and uh, and and once Rollins come, Roll, excuse me, once Rollins came out, uh, he wanted him, he wanted Noble and Mercury to go up to the top of the cage and get him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did did they work for Seth Rollins? Like he was like, "You work for me, get up there, you work for me." Like what? what? How do they work for you? And what were they going to do when they got to the top of the cage? How are they going to get him? Ask him. I mean, obviously, Dean has been proven to be a guy that can be reasoned with so i guess they're just gonna go up there and hey dean get down right <laughs> and they're just gonna climb down hug and walk out is that how you would have written it up i would not have written it up. i would have written it up that jamie noble and i would have rather have mercury noble go through the tables from the top that would have been fantastic they probably both would have died too but hey so uh ambrose ended up headbutting uh, Seth Rollins and they both fell uh, one through the Spanish announce table <laughs> and one through the American English announce table. <laughs> sure, the uh, the English announce hey, table. Right through the table, hat. Huh? <laughs> um, both of them naturally, uh, the EMTs come out and don't follow poto- protocol, <laughs> uh, putting on neck braces while the guys yeah. are sideways, <laughs> rolling the guy all around, putting the neck brace on him. It's not you're not going to hurt him or anything doing that. <laughs> yeah, when he's sideways, um, they turn him on their side and then put the the board underneath them when they cl- could clearly have a neck or a back injury and be yeah. paralyzed, and it's just it's ridiculous. But both of them get strapped on the stretchers and start to get pushed out by the EMTs or shall we say NXTs. Uh, <laughs> and the referees and naturally Dean Ambrose gets up off the stretcher fights through seven people (laughs) goes and chases down Seth Rollins and then they go at it again I want to know what's Mike Kyoto the referees um expertise in checking out an injury why is he out there I bet you he's not I bet you he's not even CPR certified (laughs) no he's probably not um yeah but obviously they're gonna get off those stretchers but the match was great. There's a ton of awesome spots. Love the spot with the table, uh, like parallel. Oh yeah, uh, on the cage in the ring with Ambrose with the, the elbow. Mm-hmm. Kane showed up for some reason, just to fire off a fire extinguisher. Uh, real honestly, quick. like literally just to bust his balls. It didn't have any bearing in the match. I thought for sure Kane was gonna uh, channel his inner 1997 self at at, uh, at Bad Blood and rip the door off the cage. And... That's gotta be Kane, as we like to say around here. Yes. Um, how about those foam center blocks? Yeah, well, it's funny because when he pulled them out, it seemed like they'd had no weight to them, and then they kind of just bounced. Yeah, he just ripped them right out like nothing. And then he put them on the the canvas, and it kind of sounded like they made a noise, as if they were heavy. But I don't know. They seem super fake. They looked fake too. Obviously, they're fake. It's wrestling. Why are we debating this? But right. Um. Yeah. Then I mean, should we cut right to the ending? Uh, just before that, uh, Tanner Bleakley says on Twitter, it says, uh, as an athletic training major, watching WWE's spineboarding protocol makes my skin crawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can Us you imagine too. that? 
being a train guy watching this. What the hell are they doing? Oh, God. Especially with the announcers like, oh, my God, his neck could be broken. Good God, he's broken in half. And they're just rolling him around. It's <laughs> yeah. It's Ooh. cool. All right, Corey, take it away with the ending. What happened? Dean was, Can we even explain what happened? Dean was primed to win. Some type of uh, ancient chanting began. Yeah, what was that chant? It's haunting. I want to go back and find the audio of that and see if we can decipher what they were saying. Yeah, followed by the lantern in the middle of the ring and Tupac, smoke. Tupac showing up with, yeah. the, hologram. The, hologram. with the hologram. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love it. And then the best part for me was the ending. Well, I will get to my real favorite part after, but sure. The best part was the ending with instead of the that, there's like a new one with Wyatt like grabbing his head like bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. I don't know who made that, but that was great. But yeah. Cool ending. Uh I mean it sets everybody up perfectly. So now Rollins can move on to, to feud with Orton. Mm-hmm. Cena, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Cena goes with Lesnar, and now it looks like Ambrose will be starting a program up with Bray, which I think will be a great uh, feud. I can't wait for that. That feud is going to be great just for the talking alone. Yes. Uh, arguably the two best guys on the mic in the company. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think you could comfortably say that. I, mean, <laughs> I got to go back and find audio of, Bra- of uh, Dean Ambrose's promo backstage earlier Uh I don't know if you heard that yeah, or not. like the pogo stick and the... And, and somebody slept with who, and somebody had a baby with this one, and I forget exactly what he was saying, but I was sitting on the couch just laughing my ass off. Yeah, on. that was awesome. And it, it, the camera was like all up in his face. Was, the entire 55-inch screen was Ambrose, just in my face. Lunatic fringe. <laughs> that term is thrown around way too much. Yeah. I can't stand it. But uh, so Seth Rollins ended up getting the pin... And uh, Ambrose was down for the count, ended up getting uh, the the exorcist walk from Bray Wyatt, walking towards him, staring uh, Dean Ambrose in the face. And that's pretty much how Hell in a Cell went to black. It did. And then immediately after it went to black, our truth (laughs) shows up in a commercial and dances his way onto the screen. And then, and then dances Network. his way yeah. off the screen. <laughs> that was actually my favorite part of the night. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I, love, it, I, have, I have nothing to say after that. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so hard when that happened. I, I will say, though, have you seen a commercial on the WWE Network yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, neither have I. Are they, are they in place? I've heard that uh, there's a few companies. Uh, let me actually look it up. Uh, I've heard that there's a few companies that are uh, are in place to uh, advertise on the WWE network, and it was a couple of major companies. But uh, from what I heard from WWE, is that uh, the the advertising will not be in the middle of programming. It yeah, will only be before right? and after. That's fine. I think one was one like Pepsi and Walmart, maybe sound familiar to me. Uh, made I, up right now. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean, thirty seconds before program is fine by me. Sure, I have no problem with that as long as it's not like Hulu Plus. I don't know if you if you guys uh, no, I don't use Hulu. Dealt with Hulu Plus, but uh, you go on Hulu.com, you can watch whatever. You you're a Hulu Plus subscriber, and you watch the same thing, and you watch like an episode of South Park every. 10 minutes, there's 70 seconds of commercials. Oh, it's horrible. It's awful. Um, this will be, I, I just found the article here. Uh, our friends at WrestleZone. Uh, let's see. 
It says, uh, today, WWE Network will begin to run limited video advertisements, uh, no commercial breaks during scheduled programming, limited advertising between shows, occasional advertising before our video on-demand comment, uh, content. Excuse me. Um, that does not list the companies, but you guys get the gist. I, like Corey said, I think it was Pepsi, uh, probably Mountain Dew. Knowing, knowing their yeah. their history with WWE <laughs> and their product placement, on and the- I think the last one was Stacker Two or ten three <laughs> ten ten three two one or one eight hundred collect or JVC Kaboom Box. <laughs> uh, I just found the real article. Uh, it says uh, Ad Age is reporting Pepsi, Mattel, and Kmart are amongst oh, the first advertisers. Which makes sense because Kmart is is so highly pushed with WWE. Yeah, they they say a big part of their pop or their um, fan base is Kmart shoppers. Kmart is where I got those two belts on the on the front of our there set. There you go. So I guess you're lumped right in with those freaks. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It's not very nice. Wrestling fans are weird generally. This is true, and I guess that would include me. Uh, oh, okay. And you too. <laughs> and you too over there, Kimberly. <laughs> uh well that's gonna just about do it here uh you guys got anything else for tonight's show um i don't have everything from tonight's show but i want to do a quick bio blast with Lindsay. do it up oh no favorite wrestler cm punk Ooh, who favorite wrestler ever and favorite wrestler currently so ever would be cm punk um well i do love jeff hardy uh um, charismatic enigma love him <laughs> And uh, I, I'm so still heartbroken over CM Punk. He'll be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting patiently. There's way too much money on the table for him. To uh, be waiting patiently. And what, currently, um, well, I'd have to say D-Bry, but he's injured. So I'm going to go with Stardust. We'll nice. go with that. That's a good one. Who's your favorite wrestler currently? Currently? Oh, man. I'm, I'm hands down Ziggler. I was going to say Ms. Dow. <laughs> Legit. I mean, just... Not Entertainment Dean? value. Not Dean? No, you it's Dean. Dean. I love Dean. You love Dean. It's Dean. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of noise was that? Is that is that your closing Wyatt noise? No, that was my Dean Ambrose tongue out when Jericho had him in the walls of Jericho that time. Oh, and his eyes just bug like, out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got these scars. <laughs> Why so serious when he said the other day? That was great. That was great. Uh, definitely got the internet going on that one. But uh, you guys got anything else to add here? No. Thank you for having me yeah, on Yeah, no, Lindsay. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have you on again on a little bit longer of a show. But like we promised the people, uh, we said 30 to 45 and we're on 39 right now. So Go us. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, I know sometimes people don't like Mondays. It's the start of a new work week. People are frustrated, missing the weekend. But all you got to do is bullet. <laughs> you just completely blew out my ears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but that's going to do it here uh, for episode 21 of the After the Bell podcast. Wow. Yeah, we're over 20 now. Um, Baza Baza. As always, you're, I am your host, Bill Neville. You can find me on Twitter, Bill at Bill underscore Neville. Corey, where can we find you? You can find me at, in the cadence of CM Punk, C-T Punk, C-T-P-O-N-T-S. Yes, yes, yes. It's my new catchphrase, trying it this week. <laughs> I Give like me feedback on Twitter. See, you clearly rehearsed that like Jason from New, the New Age Insiders. I swear to God, it came off the top of my head. Yeah? Right now? Yes. It's impressive. Yes. And uh, yes. 
<laughs> and Lindsay, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at lgren, L-G-R-E-N, 053. Well, uh, once again, guys, it's, it's always been fun, but we're going to hit the outro here. We're going to send all you guys to sleep here on this Sunday night following Hell in a Cell. And uh, hopefully, after Corey finishes his exam week... Uh, what is it? Uh, after Saturday, you're good? This Saturday, the multi-state ethics test for lawyers. You guys make sure to reach out to C.T. Ponce. Wish him good luck on his uh, on his exams. And we will see you guys whenever our next show may be. Just stay tuned for Twitter for an announcement. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>